Hello, I'm Milton Jones. I was talking to a nurse the other day, and she said the main problem facing the NHS is Holby City. Actually, she might have said obesity. But she was eating a cake at the time. My grandfather would never, ever throw anything away, but he died in the war holding on to a hand grenade. <laughs> so here I am, Milton Jones, oil baron and mining engineer, specialising in digging holes, excavation, extraction, and, well, I'll fill you in later. <laughs> so roll up your sleeves, spit on the ground, and get ready to really dig another case of Milton Jones. I'm about to turn on my 100th oil pipeline. We've got pipelines all over the world. We're planning other pipelines, but for the time being, they're all in the planning stage. Milton, all the world's press are here, and we have a long line of dignitaries to meet before the ceremony. That's Anton, my chief mining engineer. He wears one of those hard hats, although I tried to put it on once, and it was really easy. May I present the main supplier of our oil, Crown Prince Omar Al-Farouk. Milton, I am delighted to say that because of your pipeline, we are considering increasing production to a million barrels a day. Mm, that is a lot of biscuits. <laughs> and uh, may I also introduce Evangelina Andropoulos, wife of the Greek shipping millionaire. Hey, I am a businesswoman in my own right. I own many companies, skyscrapers and cable TV stations. Bravo. Yes, Bravo is one of them. <laughs> Shame. I must tell you that my husband is not to be happy. Your new pipeline threatens his shipping business. Now he will have a whole fleet of useless oil tankers. I'm sure he'll be able to turn it around eventually. <laughs> and finally, this is the tycoon Austin J. Hackenbacker III. Spaniard, eh? No way, Jose. I'm as American as apple pie. What's your turnover? <laughs> So tell me, how did you get all the countries in Europe to agree to having a pipeline to run through them? Well, the trick is to be unobtrusive. From the terminal, it's buried underground, so you don't annoy local residents. Until it reaches France, then it's above ground, painted yellow and fluorescent purple with stripes. <laughs> right, on with the ceremony. Now, Milton, you were to book somebody to declare the pipeline open, bearing in mind the political sensitivities of the international project. Absolutely. So who did you get? Nelson Mandela? Better still. Ladies and gentlemen, Ant and Deck. Hey, hey, hey! Look, they're like little Geordie Oompa Loompas. And now, of course, I've paid the Rolling Stones to play Start Me Up. Oh, great idea. Oh, this is wonderful. The crowds, the music, the first 2,000 barrels forming a great big gushing fountain. Yes, come on, everybody. Wave your lighters in the air. And so my story is one of rags to riches and since the explosion, back to rags again. <laughs> but I didn't start off in mining and oil. Oh, no, I actually come from a showbiz family. My mother was from a long line of go-go dancers. But then apparently some pole dancers came along and did it cheaper. <laughs> Looking back, there was always the sound of music in our house. But then we did live in a theatre and that was the show that was on at the time. <laughs> Even getting through breakfast could be a bit of a performance. Morning, Mum. Can I have my egg soldiers, please? Milton. Milton. Sorry. 
I mean, two tickets for breakfast, please. Of course. Let me show you to your seat. Dad, can I just get some cornflakes? Ah, you want a box? Excellent choice. Your fried eggs are almost done, darling. Oh, the smell of the grease paint. Yes, sorry, Milton, we're out of cooking oil. (laughs) Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. This bacon and egg sandwich is a bit tough. (laughs) Well, you're a hopeless actor. Get on with something useful. Here's the tea towel. I'm sorry, love, I've tried. Don't cue the music there, Milton. You have to wait for a big moment. Sorry, it's just I need to go to school. And I can't find my shoes. No, 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 that's not a big ending. But I'm late now. So am I. What do you mean? Derek, I'm pregnant. Now! Who'd have thought that years later I'd be able to make my own entertainment? Milton, we're just about ready for your monkeys on giraffes race. Excellent. (laughs) But first, we have a meeting scheduled with the investors to build up confidence in the business. Milton, do you even know what goes on at a shareholders' meeting? Of course. Why do you think I'm dressed as share? Ah. (laughs) Yes, I had wondered. Shall we go through to the meeting via a changing room, perhaps? And so, as your chief executive, I feel that transparency is very important. Hence the share costume. (laughs) Thank you, Milton. And I'm sure the chairman's rendition of the Shoop Shoop song is something that will live on in our collective imagination for a very long time. Now, we should take questions. Uh, Excuse me, I've got a question about the Milton Jones conglomerate. And you are? Uh, Jenny Thompson, Northern Echo. I beg your pardon? Jenny Thompson, Northern Echo. I see what you mean about the echo. Could we move this along? Milton is a busy man with many big, fast-moving projects. Yes, the monkey giraffe race is about to start. That's just it. You're living in another world. You don't even remember who I am. It's me, Jenny. No, I can't place you. Are you sure? No, I'm Cher. It's like you're someone else. Well, duh. (laughs) Yes, the internationally themed festivities are about to commence. Sadly, we must away, Milton. I promised the Pope that you'd join him for dinner. Oh, not wafers again. Your transport is here. Milton, you've completely lost touch with reality. Nonsense. Oh, what? They've sent the Burberry helicopter instead of the platinum one. Keep waving, Milton. Best just to pretend that everything is normal. Of course. Release the giraffes. As we went up in my Burberry helicopter and I watched the monkeys ride the giraffes towards the life-sized inflatable Taj Mahal, I couldn't help thinking my life had become all too predictable. I thought back to my days of being at stage and ballet school in London. I hated it. All the other kids were small and weedy and bullied me by saying I was so much bigger and probably better at punching than they were. (laughs) Hang on a minute. (laughs) Then there was the end-of-term concert. I can still remember my parents helping me get ready backstage. Well, break a leg, Milton. What? It's superstition in theatrical circles, like that play that should never, ever be mentioned. We will rock you. Yes, that's the one. And now from class 6B, please welcome Milton Jones. Milton, you're on. And what have you got for us, Milton? Well, I'd like to present to you some extracts from Cats. So... Oh! Oh! Milton! 
Listen, that's disgusting. Get out! And take your drums with you. Afterwards, I was confronted by the principal of the drama school, but I didn't want to make a scene, so I was asked to leave. I walked away downcast, but eventually I came across a large metal disc that said stop. It was as if it was some sort of sign. (laughs) Nearby were some workmen standing around a hole in the ground. I was overcome with curiosity. Excuse me, what's the problem? Oh, well, we're, uh, we're trying to put up this new road sign, but look what it says. Tiredness can kill. Take a break. We keep getting tired, so... Ah, how long have you been here? Three months. I mean, normally putting up a sign for the council would only take us, what, six or seven weeks. How come you're all so lazy? Are you able to construct anything at all? Aye, aye, aye. Not sentences, obviously. Hello there. I'm Anton Peterson. I'm the foreman. I couldn't help overhearing what you were saying, and I agree. They should be working. Too right. I'm tired of telling them. Perhaps you should take a break, then. Yes. But but then, no. You you see? Shall we start this conversation again? Let's. Morning, Mum. Have you made my egg soldiers? Perhaps not back that far. (laughs) All right. Uh, Good night, Mum. Now you're too far forward. How about starting from hello there? I'm Anton Peterson, the foreman. Okay, okay. But first, I want to sort this out. Milton, that's amazing. I've never seen anyone dig like that before. Come to think of it, I've... Never seen anyone dig. Perhaps I've been working for the council too long. But you could go all the way. To Australia. And beyond. Listen, it's too late for me, but I've still got a few contacts up north. You should be a miner, with a lamp and everything. And a canary. Why not? I'll make a few calls. Good idea. What are you doing? Making a few calls. That night, when I got home to my showbiz family, Dad was furious. What time do you call this? I said to be home by five o'clock, prompt. Why so punctual? No, I've just forgotten what I was going to say. Prompt! (laughs) Listen, you need to know something. I've got a kind of audition for another company. Ooh, which one? The coal board. Dad... I want to be a coal miner. A coal miner? But we brought you up to be a ballet dancer. No son of mine is going down a pit. Fetch my slipper. One of the pink ones with the lacy lining. Yes. Milton. Mother. I heard every word you said. Oh, dear. And your diction was marvellous, darling. (laughs) What is going to shame us all? Leaving the theatre and becoming a miner, it's not natural. And what will people say? Neighbours. That's right. They'll never offer you a part. I'm sorry, I've made up my mind. I'm going to be a coal miner and never perform again. Actually, could we do that exit again? (laughs) I just feel I could have given it a lot more. I was sorry to go, but it felt like digging was in my blood. And sure enough, it even turns out that I had a distant uncle who was involved in the great escape during the war. Now, listen here, chaps. We leave at 0100 hours. Speed is of the essence. But fortunately, Sergeant Jones has just installed a splendid new underground tunnel system. Ah, well done, James. That's brilliant. Nothing, really. Uh, If we just move this and uh, look. Cool. It's got platforms and signals and vending machines. It's exactly like the London Underground in every respect. We regret to announce severe delays on lines Tom, Dick and Harry. (laughs) 
Jones, you blithering idiot! How are we supposed to get out of here now? We will, of course, be running a bus replacement service. Ah, well, well done, done. Just a nice one. So, turning my back on the theatre, Anton and I set out for Yorkshire and soon found ourselves down a mine. Day one, learn basics of coal mining techniques. Very simple. Just swing the shovel into the face. (laughs) The coal face. Now, I'm in a lot of pain. Sorry. (laughs) Day two, things go badly. I lose my shovel. Day three... Anton lends me his shovel, and I make an amazing discovery. Anton, look! It's a shovel! Perhaps I've discovered a seam of shovels. Milton, it's the one you lost yesterday. Ah. Shall we pick up where we left off? Okay. Ow. More pain. Day four. Start to get cold. Decide to light a small fire. I remember this because it coincides with the day of the mysterious colliery explosion. (laughs) Day five. Wake up with various mystery injuries and rush to the Yorkshire Infirmary for soft southern diseases. They take one look at my broken leg and tell me to walk it off. Day six. As instructed, go out for a walk on the hills in order to recuperate. Then I turned and saw her. Oh, hello there. Lovely day. Hello. Don't you just love the moors? I can't get enough of them. They're so... Moorish? <laughs> well, yeah. I- I'm Jenny, by the way. You're not from round here, are you? No, but I love it up here, in the north. The landscape and the people who welcome you with open arms, some of whom are incredibly tall and made of rusty metal, especially just outside Newcastle. <laughs> You're Milton Jones, aren't you? Well, I'm glad I found you here. I'm a reporter. Jenny Thompson, Mail on Sunday. Mail on Sunday, eh? I like dressing up at weekends, too. Yeah, I've heard about your share options. This is nice. As I walked and talked with Jenny, I began to have the strange feeling that slowly but surely I was falling head over heels into a disused mine shaft. (laughs) Day seven. I return to the coal mine and make an amazing discovery. Tin. Day eight, I forged the tin into a pan and pan for gold. (laughs) Day nine, discover gold. Forge the gold into a pan and pan for more tin. (laughs) Suddenly I realised that I was a millionaire. Jenny and Anton were delighted. Oh, Milton, that's wonderful. Yes, congratulations, Milton. But Anton, surely this mine is yours as well? No. No, I leave all of that to Milton. I... I had a bad experience underground, years ago. I got a holiday job working in a mine in northern Germany. But then one day I I threw down my shovel and started walking along the mine shaft. And I just kept walking. Three weeks I was missing. Staggering from one pitch black corridor to another. Shouting, crying, living off rainwater. But why? Well, what you have to remember is that I'd been under a lot of pressure. Sorry, I had no idea. Ah, the post. It's a letter from my parents. They haven't spoken to me since I came up north. Read it out. Dear Milton, hope this letter finds you well. Your mother and I are in terrible trouble. 
You must come back to London and help us. Yours, etc., Father. That's amazing. It's like I could hear his actual voice reading it out loud. I was reading it out loud. But you're in London. It's called projection, darling. <laughs> I wonder what's wrong. Milton, I didn't want to spoil the party mood, but your mother rang earlier today and she said she and your father were in really dire straits. Really dire straits? Is that some sort of tribute act? <laughs> uh, no, Milton, I've heard the government are stopping the funding of any kind of musical production. Dad, is this true? Yes, son. They're closing down the orchestra pits. No! <laughs> and so I travelled to London, where the actor's strike was in full swing, but it wasn't exactly going to plan. What do we want? We, we don't, don't know. know. Why not? Because no, no one's told, told us what, what our motivation, motivation is. <laughs> the picket lines were no better. Scab! 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 Darling, you're very good at that. Well, I had the same line in Holby once, you know. Scab! Every day, the riot police would charge at the ballet dancers. And then the ballet dancers would retreat. Then the ballet dancers would charge towards the riot police... Then the riot police would pirouette backwards. It was all beautifully choreographed, and no one got hurt. Then it all got a bit nasty when the box office workers charged, mainly because they added a £5 booking fee. In the end, I decided to give my parents all my money to get them out of trouble. They were very pleased and gushing. Milton, darling, this is wonderful. And we won't waste the money. Oh, no. We're going to put it into a production that's a guaranteed surefire box office smash. Derek, tell him. Nick Clegg. The musical. <laughs> At first, the production went well. In a daring move, we gave the lead role to a complete unknown. Nick Clegg. <laughs> but the show failed. Next, we put on Wasps, the musical. But on the opening night, they all got stuck behind the curtain. <laughs> Milton, it's a disaster, and your money's all gone. Milton, you must seek your fortune again. You must go and do the one thing you were made to do. You're right. I'll get my share costume. No, Milton. Mining. I remembered that I already had a few investments in the petroleum industry. Or nectar points, as some people call them. <laughs> So that night, Anton and I stowed away on an oil tanker bound for the Middle East. We disguised ourselves as petty officers. No, I don't want to hide there. There's a draft. <laughs> that's, that's my cap, by the way. <laughs> oh, what are you lying? Oh, stop being so petty. I am Captain Andropoulos. How dare you stow away on my ship? I'm sorry. I can only apologise. We have no money to pay for our passage. We can only... No, 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 no. You may as well tell them the truth, Anton. Uh, oh... What's that? But we are undercover oil tanker driving examiners. What? <laughs> now, when I strike the dashboard with my hand, <laughs> I want you to stop this oil tanker as quickly as possible. Milton, I I'm not Imagine sure... Imagine a small child has walked in front of the ship. Stop this nonsense. I will have you clapped in irons as sure as my name is Aristotle Andropoulos. Oh, um, you're not related to the Andropoluses of Santorini, are you? I was at Dartmouth with Georgia. I used to be in the Merchant Navy. Well, why didn't you say? Yes, and I knew his sister, Aphrodite, who was eight foot four and collected turtles. Really? No, it's just I used to be in the wind-up Merchant Navy. 
We're actually on our way to seek our fortune in the mines of South Africa. Milton has an uncanny gift for finding valuable commodities. Absolutely. All I have to do is swing a pickaxe and I'll be sure to find something. Look! Not on the bulkhead! There she blows! Who'd have thought I'd strike oil on an oil tank? <laughs> Get off my ship! <laughs> Thrown overboard, we were washed up on a beach in Cape Town. My father had often talked about the fabulous musicians and ballet dancers of this place, although it turned out Desmond Tutu wasn't dressed how I expected. <laughs> we made our way to a diamond mine that was owned by a grizzled old Afrikaner who took us down into the mine and told us what to expect. You probably think diamond mining is easy. Well, let me tell you, it isn't. You probably think you're going to strike it lucky. Well, let me tell you, you won't. It will take you years to find a diamond. Got one. What? That's impossible. There is no way you could... Oh, yes, so it is. Oh, well done, Milton. Okay. But you're not going to get another break like that for another ten years. Oh, look, there's another one. Oh, it's even bigger. That's the biggest one I've ever seen, in fact. I don't believe this. Forty years I've worked underground, and I've never... I'm going to have to sit down. Don't sit there. Why? There's another one of those shiny things. <laughs> oh, this is incredible. We'd better check these diamonds are real. I'm going to get the beers in. That's good of you. I'll have a pint. (laughs) Using the money from the diamonds, I began to mine other precious metals in turn. Zinc, bronze, copper, bronze, nickel, bronze. Always making sure to top up my suntan in between. (laughs) Then I built pipelines, lots of them. Gas from Russia, oil from Kuwait, olive oil from Greece, virgin olive oil from the Virgin Islands... (laughs) and extra virgin oil from the extra virgin islands. (laughs) And so the day comes when I open my 100th pipeline, and it's been an amazing success. As Anton and I climb high in our Burberry helicopter, I begin to remember the girl I left behind. Milton, how could you not recognise Jenny? Don't you remember? She used to work for the Echo. It's coming back to me now. I think you held a candle for her once. Yes, but we were underground and we came across a pocket of methane. You're right about Jenny, though. I have to make it up to her. Anton, in this bag, I've been keeping a prize diamond. Look, gosh, Milton, that's a magnificent diamond. We must go to Antwerp, where the world's finest diamond cutters ply their trade. Perfect. Pilots, take us to Dectwerp. Antwerp. Sorry, always getting confused. (laughs) I sent a message to Jenny, but she was playing hard to get, even though I said I thought of her every time I smelt methane. Eventually, she agreed to meet us at a venerable diamond cutter's in Antwerp. Now, we must carefully make the cuts aligned with the crystal faces, yeah? Oh, can I have a go? No, no, Milton, it's a highly skilled process. Oh, let him have a go. Be careful. It's the single most valuable diamond. Uh, it's, It's one of the most valuable... Hmm. Well, it's, it's still pretty pricey, the sort of thing you might get in a top jeweller's. Or Claire's accessories. <laughs> I'll get the dustpan and brush. Don't worry. I prepared for this moment. Jenny, I bought you a second diamond, and I'd like you to have it. Oh, Milton. It's in this case here. <gasps> it's smaller than I remember. It's disappeared. And look, an oily thumbprint, a blob of hummus, and a hair from a black curly moustache... That can only point to one person. Grandma. Uh, No, no, Milton, not on this occasion. Andropolis. Of course. 
Your overland pipeline's destroyed his tanker business, and he's taken his revenge. Don't worry, I may have a plan. I just happen to know that Andropolis is holding a party tomorrow night on his private Greek island called Kyripolonothis, in the south, near Ramapolithia, just by a tiny village called Agranitpolikipolis. Hang on a minute. Let's start this conversation again. I'd really rather not. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, security will be tight. He's a multi-millionaire, so as well as the cream of high society, there'll be musicians, entertainers and dancers all strolling around. I've heard he's got the cast of Mamma Mia, Elton John. He's even got Abba to reform and play. Only because they were first in the phone book. But <laughs> we'd need someone who could leap and tiptoe their way past all the security and into the vault, like a ballerina. Hang on, I know lots of famous ballerinas. Leave it with me. I met up with Anton on a quiet beach near Andropolos's private island. Hello, Milton. Any luck with the ballet dancer? Sorry, I couldn't get Darcy Bustle after all. So, who've you got? Hello, sir! (laughs) I got a sort of bustle replacement service. I see. (laughs) Hi, Mum. Hi, Dad. Not what I'd hoped, but, well, we can improvise. Oh, yes, we love improv. Let's attack the island in the style of... A stage musical. (laughs) Because there's no business like... Well, if we could just get ashore over there. The the problem is knowing which hilltop contains the secret entrance. Oh, don't worry. We'll climb every mountain. Ford every... Not now. Sorry, son. It's just we've never done anything like this before. Don't worry, son. It's all part of the circle of life. Circle of life. Will you just forget musicals? Roger. Hammerstein. Oh, that's very good. (laughs) We all met up at the room where the diamond was being kept under high security. We're lucky the diamond is on display, but it's behind a fiendish network of lasers. Leave it to me, love. Start the music. Immediately, Dad got to work hopping over a lance and finally becoming a dying swan which took him under the last laser. I've got it! Oh, bravo, bravo! Catch! No, don't throw him a bouquet! Right, we need to shut the alarm off. Over here, I I found the control panel. We need something wooden. Dad? It is a far, far better thing that I do than I've ever done before. Yep, that's as wooden as they come. <laughs> Dad, stick your head in there. Righto. Where's the diamond? Whoopsie, it just slipped through my fingers. The diamond smashed. Well, that's a little unexpected. It was a fake. Mr. Oh. Andropolis. <gasps> I had to sell it to pay for this party. With the cast of Mamma Mia here, have you any idea how much I had to pay Pierce Brosnan not to sing? <laughs> oh, well, we're all very grateful that you did. How about we call it quits, Milton? Okay, after all, I've learned that money isn't everything. Isn't that right, Jenny? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it turns out I like diamonds way more than I expected, so I'm off to try and chat up a real millionaire. See ya. Oh, just great. Well, I'm going to turn my back on all this and become Cher's body double. Oh, Milton, I, I'm not sure that's possible. Of course it is. Cher and Cher alike. 
That was another case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones, Tom Goodman Hill, Ingrid Oliver, and Dave Lamb. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the music was by Guy Jackson. The producer was David Tyler, and the program was a positive production for BBC Radio 4. And listen again next time when you can catch another case of Milton Jones. (laughs) 